talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. All right, um, welcome to Creek Talk. I'm Steven. And I'm Jamie. And each week we're here to break down an episode of the WB drama Dawson's Creek. And this is our first episode. <laughs> Yay! It's only taken us so long, right? <laughs> Definitely long. That's okay. But it's good. Like, you know, um, things happen in time and everything happens when it's supposed to. And this is happening now. So it's a good thing. Before we start, why don't we like do a catch up? Okay, sure. So what's been new with you? Mm, nothing. Are you having a cocktail? I am. Well, if you consider Mike's cranberry lemonade a cocktail. Well, I'm, sure. I'm having a lover boy, so cheers. Cheers to our first episode. Cheers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these people do not want to listen to us ramble about nonsense. So they're here for Dawson's Creek, right? They might. They might. So, Stephen, what is your history with Dawson's Creek? Wait, before we do that, you didn't tell me what's going on with you. Anything new? Living in a pandemic? Living in a pandemic life. Welcome to the new world. Uh, nothing really new. Working from home. I have a lovely new office, which is very exciting. See all my pretty, books, my pretty books. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing too exciting. Just reading and watching TV and doing the work and bringing in the money. So, Wow, that's like, basically my life, Jamie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> working from home from my kitchen table for the past almost two years now which is great and you know just binging a lot cleaning a lot um i stopped eating a lot so that's good um <laughs> um and then i just got the idea that i wanted to do this and i thought who would do this with me and i thought of you and i knew that you would want to do it because you had recently told me that you had just watched the show. Yes. Yes. And I said, I think she'll want to do this, but she's going to have to rewatch the show again. But from what you were talking to me about, I felt like you wouldn't care because you really liked the show. So I went through a whole 90s binge, you know, with all of the older shows, One Tree Hill. I mean, hello, Chad Michael Murray. You know, uh, Boy Meets World, Sabrina, shows like that. And finally got to Dawson's Creek because, let's face it, when this show aired, I was eight. So I was more outside hanging out with my friends and running around than I was inside watching drama TV shows. Unless it's, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, come on. But... Uh, yeah, finally got to watch the show and I loved it. So here I am. Well, it freaks me out a little bit that you were eight years old when the show, <laughs> when the first show was first on, because I was actually in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I like grew up in the era of when the show was premiering. I don't know. So I wanted to do this because like you, I just said, like you're all these 90s shows are coming back and i've been very nostalgic for that time period because i mean i, I have to tell you i literally watch say by the bell every single morning every single saturday morning still and i watch those episodes a hundred times over and i still just put them on because it makes me feel like like 
comfort. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So it like takes me back to that time when I would wake up on Saturday mornings and turn Save by the Bell on. And, you know, I always do love a Tory episode <laughs> because they're so weird. <laughs> but um, I kept thinking, what would be a good show? Because I had this whole idea to do a podcast and I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like I'm into so many different things and there's so many different podcasts that I listen to that I could fall into that type of genre. Like I read a lot of YA books, like, you know, like nineties fear street, like all of that stuff. I love, I was like, but I can't do that. There's so many people that do that. I watch housewives, but there's like a million different housewives podcasts and not many people that I talk to watch them that would want to do a podcast about it. And I'm not competing with all those people. And I was like, you know what? Nobody's doing a really good Dawson's Creek podcast. And I thought it would be a good idea because I really, really loved this show when I was younger in high school. When it premiered, I was 17. Um, I remember seeing an ad for it while watching Buffy. And they said from the creator of Scream. And I was like hooked instantly because I am still obsessed with that movie. So the guy who created that, his name Kevin Williamson, created the show Dawson's Creek. And I just couldn't wait. And it from there, I just like every week I watched it with uh, my close friends. And we actually later, as the years went by, we went and did, um, we went to Wilmington, North Carolina and did background work for the show in the last few seasons. Yeah. And then it just became this like part of me where like, I have, and I have so much like stuff. I have so much junk that you wouldn't even believe like that I still kept from like back then, but, but I'm glad I still have it. But I, I just thought it would be a good, like a, like a good show to go on because like, I, I hear there's so many like younger people watching it now. I don't know. I just think maybe they could relate to this, listening to us talk about it. Lane Netflix. Everybody's yeah. these days and it's on Netflix. So, you know, when it pops up, people are like, huh, what is this show? Or I remember this show. And what's, what's so great about this is you have that kind of history. You know, you have watched and enjoyed the show since the first time it ever came out. Whereas me, I'm practically a brand new viewer. I've seen all the episodes only once, except for the pilot at mm-hmm. this time. And so I'm pretty much like a brand new brand new um fan brand new viewer yeah brand new viewer mostly brand new uh you're a a second you're a second time (laughs) a a gently used brand new yeah gently (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) but it's great because we both have these different perspectives you know what i mean whereas like oh i remember that oh vhs tapes you know (laughs) yeah yeah enjoy it right then and there and then go back and be like yeah i remember that so yeah and it's i'm glad that you said that because it another reason why i was like maybe watching this as a 40 year old now soon to be 41 in a couple of weeks like i can't believe it um i thought maybe i would watch this now and have a different perspective on it where I was like so young and dumb as a 17 year old watching it back then and just being just obsessed with Katie Holmes and just, you know, I just want to see, cause I, like, it's, I have a different opinion on Katie Holmes now as an adult, <laughs> but I just think it would be interesting to watch it now at my age and compare it to where I was back then. And honestly, I don't even remember half these, 
have these episodes. I watched the episode twice. And I do remember the pilot a lot because I did watch the pilot a lot. I will say that was probably my favorite episode back then. But when we get into later seasons, Jamie, I know I'm not going to remember anything that happened. Well, it's going to be great because then it's going to be like the first time for you all over again. I mean, I'm sure it'll start coming back to me. But I was looking at the cast list on IMDb and there's actually an actor that was in, I want to say was in either the third season or the fourth season. But he went to the same modeling acting school thing that i went to around my area and i remember seeing him at like our local mall and my friend at the time had seen him too and she wanted to go get his autograph and i was like i'm getting his autograph <laughs> but i've never seen him since so i don't know but i was and i totally forgot about him so i was like oh my god this is gonna be so funny to watch these all right movies. actor whoever you are <laughs> his name was mark maktovich i remember but um, I remember he was really tall. He was really handsome, but um, I don't know. I don't know what he looks like now. I I should look him up on social media. See what see I'm what really he's doing. I'm really kind of now. excited about this though because you uh, you don't really remember the episodes because it's been so long, and it just kind of reminds me. It's how I am with Veronica Mars. <laughs> I love oh, that's, Veronica. That's a Mars. good show too. Yeah. But Every time I watch it, it's like I'm almost watching it for the first time because I'm like, I don't remember who, you know, blew up the bus and killed all those kids. Who's the one who, you know, date raped for Veronica? Like, who? <laughs> I don't remember. And it's crazy because there's such big concepts of that show. Like, they're big points, like big mysteries, not just the side ones she does, but they're giant mysteries. And I still can't remember every time. I'm like, was it that person? Or was it that person? Well, that maybe person. after we finish this, we can do Veronica Mars. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's do this first. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's no, right. All right. So um, do you want to get into this? Uh, yeah, that's why we're here, right? All right. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Because I took a lot of notes, Jamie. <laughs> Got a lot of notes. <laughs> I just thought it was so like in the beginning, the scene opens up and it's, you know, both of them sitting on Dawson's bed watching the end of some, you know, older movie. I cannot remember. It was E.T. Was it, was it E.T.? Yeah, there's a whole scene in it where he says, I'll be right here. E.T. Yeah. And if you look in the background, he has an E.T. doll in his room because he's so obsessed oh, with Spielberg. Spielberg, right. Um, which, by the way, I love his room. Actually getting a chance to really watch his room change from season to season is really interesting. But I think yeah. the first season, the way his bedroom set up, is probably my favorite. Yeah, I agree but, with that. Yeah, I mean, with all the Spielberg and all of the, you know, uh, memorabilia and fan stuff, just the stuff from all of these movies, it was, it was awesome. But, um, you know, the first thing is, you know, oh, spend the night you know why aren't why are you spending the night and i just thought it was really interesting to me that joey has already kind of gotten to that point where like well we're both 15 i probably shouldn't be doing this anymore mm -hmm. and dawson's just completely clueless like but why and just to see that throughout even just the first pilot on how advanced mentally i guess most of his friends are compared to dawson is just really interesting because at one point he even makes a comment later why is everything about sex? Oh, I know. Oh, my <laughs> God. When we get to that scene, I was so, that scene annoyed me so much. I know. Well, Dawson annoys me, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, will say, I will say he, he, he did annoy me a lot through the, through the whole first episode watching it. 
Yeah. But I just thought it was funny and all of the little innuendos that are in there, you know, that you have to like really pay attention to that when you were younger, you may not have even caught, you know, like, well, I know long fingers and, you know, you had to sit there and think for a second, like, oh, like big shoes. <laughs> well, I have, I have to say a lot of the dialogue, it, it, they say, they talk so fast and like, you have to give credit to, um, to Kevin Williamson because he is a, he does know how to write for that genre and oh, yeah. for young kids, but he makes them sound almost too smart. I know that when I was that young, I wasn't talking like was that. Not talking and I wasn't saying all those big words. And I remember back, like back then it was such a big deal. And it like the show was making teens. They were trying to make teens not to be so dumb, I guess. Like they were trying to make teens a lot smarter than they were. But from where I was growing up, I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. But I understood his writing, you know yeah. what I mean? It's the wit behind the words and just how quick they are when they it's like honestly, if you ever watch Gilmore Girls, it's like watching Rory and oh. Laurel and I go back and forth and back yeah, like and forth. so fast. It's but it's amazing. It's amazing, especially if you can follow along. Like I would never be able to really talk that way. But to be able to watch other people just spit things back and forth like that and really just be articulate about it is just awesome. It was, I think the uh, the dialogue, you know, was ahead of its time for sure. Yeah. Well, they do get into a very heavy, like, there. it's a very heavy dialogue scene in the beginning where she does bring up the fact that she's like, they're 15 she shouldn't be spending the night and she and he doesn't understand because he's so doofy and i don't understand i don't i as a 15 year old you would think that he'd be wanting to bang his best friend who it's a girl and i mean that's what guys think about at that age the fact that if he hasn't gotten there yet and he's so wrapped up in his movies is it's an interesting he's so obsessed with steven spielberg in this episode and i know that it's like a, like it goes throughout the whole first season, but I don't, I don't remember it being so like, he was so obsessed with Steven Spielberg. I know that he was like, a, um, he idolized him and all that stuff, but like he brings them up in so many conversations and I'm like, yeah. oh, he's like obsessed with Steven Spielberg. No wonder he doesn't want to have sex with Joey. <laughs> he's walking his dog to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> The other thing that really got me because you she well that's later in the episode she's like i mean you want to tell me when the last time you walked your dog was and where you were and how long it took or whatever and he just stared at her like what is she talking about i don't have a dog well, i remember hearing that when and i i got the reference i remember watching it back then and i got the reference and i and i remember thinking wow they're talking about masturbation like <laughs> like to me it like I mean, it's such a private thing, but like when they were talking about it, like teens openly talking about it with one another on a nighttime drama about teens, I was like, I've never had a conversation with my friends growing up about walking my dog. And second, we never, I never called it that ever in my life. I would, and I don't understand where they came up with that reference, but I guess for the time it made more sense because it was more, um, I guess they were trying to get past the sensors and stuff but i always right. thought that saying was so silly every time i heard it at first honestly this show was the only time i ever heard that saying you know yeah. in that way knew the way that it means and i mean i'm 31 years old and so listening to it i took me a second like i felt like dawson for a second where you're scratching your head going i don't have a dog i, was yeah. like, I didn't see a dog in dawson's house 
oh, they're not talking. They're talking. They're talking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> I see it, and I totally agree. I mean, they needed to find ways to work around the censors. Mm-hmm. You know, the censoring. Um, and like, if a younger audience is watching it, they're gonna be like, they're not gonna know what that means. You know, it's like watching Disney movies these days. Like, the well, I don't movies. know. I feel like. 13 year olds now even 12 year olds now might understand what it meant because it's, it's such well, a different world now i don't know now versus 98 yeah right? it's very so, different yeah very different very different uh we didn't have access to the things that we have access to now especially at an age the internet was you know still very new i guess you know aol dial up and you're listening to the, the obnoxious noise that it made and i mean you guys you know what i'm talking about There's i had that yeah i've gotten to many fights with my siblings about being on their mother so i have i have a line that joey says i a quote because i always thought it was funny when she said it because i i really do think joey or katie holmes really is the breakout of this whole first season i will say yeah this whole episode like she's it's very much focused on her and her feelings and as an actress actress especially back then i know i was drawn to her and um i i really did think she was like just it like i really did i mean it's really funny because the show is called dawson's creek but let's be honest it's really joey's show yeah i feel like later down the line it does really get more it's about her because i do think they knew she was going to be a bigger star than the main actor like of right, dawson sorry, you know sorry dawson <laughs> um what was but, your photo? oh so they're having this conversation about why she can't sleep over and all this stuff and she goes i have breasts and you have genitalia and he goes and i've always had genitalia and he goes and she goes Oh, she's long fingers. Yeah. Well, she says first, she says something about, yeah, but it's bigger now. And he's like, how do you know? And she's like, long "Long fingers. fingers." (laughs) But then she, then she says this line, which I always, I would always say it in my head when I would watch it. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I would put this on, I could recite the dialogue because I watched it so many times. And it was like one of those weird memories that just came back to me where I just started repeating everything they were saying. Because I've seen it so many times. That is impressive, okay? When you were quoting back a show that you haven't seen in over 20 years, that's, like, impressive. <laughs> it just came back to me. But she goes, I just think that our emerging hormones are destined to alter our relationship, and I'm trying to limit the fallout. And he's so confused about what she's trying to say. I'm like, come on, Dawson. Like, she's trying to tell you. Like, she, she's, she's afraid of what might happen, but she really does like you. And, like, just... Like, get a clue. I know. I think that's part of the thing with Dawson is he's just so innocent. Yeah. And you really wouldn't think so. I mean, he's tall. He's obviously well into his uh, puberty, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, he's very handsome. At one point, Jen says, you have clear skin. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I was always jealous of that. (laughs) He got through the rough parts, you know? Yes. Why are are you so still mentally behind? But then I guess it really comes to show, you know, the, what do they say? Women are usually like, what, three years? Yeah. Mature, even if they're the same age. Maybe that's maybe a a point that they were trying to hit on the show. Well, Joey is definitely mentally mature with how she sees life, but she's not very mature when we get later. I mean, when you you I mean, later in the episode, man, I mean, she was... Not but nice, but it's <laughs> it's so it it is so funny though when when I watch her. But we'll get into that. Yeah. So 
Okay, so then after that, I, um, I wrote that she is... Dawson pretty much asks if she's developing feelings for him, and she denies it, and then they just wrap it all up really quickly. They wrestle on the bed, like... They wrestle, like, building up her hormones. <laughs> and then they just lay silently in bed, and he's confused still. <laughs> well, I, he is, but I think that's a really funny point, though, because, you know, she is turned away and she is trying to fall asleep at this point now that the conversation got brought up he's just laying on his back going now i can't stop thinking about it he's like yeah oh, why did you have to bring this up you know like that's a now good point. i can't stop thinking about it you know what i mean and then he's like i think it's really starting to sink in um what she was really getting at he's like oh maybe she's right you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> but he's i mean it out. things like that happen i mean i do i do believe that you can that a male and a female can be platonic friends but you know it's excuse me there are there are times when you know you might cross that like little like area where yeah like i mean i know i've i mean i'm a gay man but like back then i when i was like dating girls i know i had like mini crushes on like a lot of my girlfriends and and i and i will relate it back to like the later scene but like it's not abnormal so like i don't know why i don't i mean i understand what they're doing for the show but to me it just seems a little silly watching it when i was thinking like i can't believe like they're that old and they've never even kissed each other you know what I mean? But, kind of think back to my youth because I mean, growing up, I had mostly guy friends and only one female friend in my neighborhood. It was all mostly guys, and I mean, no, I mean, I didn't really. Mm -mm, I don't know if it's just because I've <laughs> I've seen things. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. <laughs> no, not no, I'm not that. <laughs> like, but you've you seen know, a lot of pieces. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? I've seen either the awkward years and um Oh yeah. I know what you mean. Oh like the farting and the obnoxious boy stuff that it it's not that it's a turn off, it's just not something that really crossed my mind at that age. But then again But it happens. It totally happens. It just doesn't happen to me. <laughs> um so the next scene, I believe. Wait, before we get into the next scene, let's okay. talk about the intro. What about the intro specifically? You're talking about like the music? Yeah. So when I grew up watching the show, it was Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait, which is a very iconic song mm -hmm. to the show. And they start playing Jan Arden's um, Headed in a Cloud song, which I have heard before because I knew back when the show aired in, I think it was in Canada they were playing this song by Jan Arden and it was the theme song was that, but it wasn't the Paula Cole song. But I watched that opening with the Jan Arden song and it took me out of like the whole, it just took me out of the show for a minute because I'm so used to the Paula Cole song. Yeah. And I was like, the other song makes it more like dramatic and more um, like this other song is so upbeat and like, and poppy. And the, I don't want to wait song is so like, it's such a good song, first of all, but it's it's meant more to me to be in the intro than this other song. And um, it kind of threw me off for a minute when I was watching it, that's all. 
I was yeah, like, oh, I forgot this. You know, I didn't have that kind of reaction because I never watched the show back then. Right. So I didn't know really that much of a difference between the two songs. So to me, this is the Dawson's Creek song. But Which is weird. See, it's and weird. The soundtrack, I have to give them props, though, because yeah. I love 90s music. I'm a 90s kid, and I do love the 90s music and their songs. It was nice. I think one of them was like Chumbawamba or whatever. Yeah. First of all, the name itself, Chumbawamba. Who? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but it's a classic. And I mean, if you are a fan of the 90s, you know who Chumbawamba is. Even if it was only a one-hit wonder, you know who they are. But the, the yeah. songs that are played, you know, throughout the episode is just, they're great. Yeah, I was writing them down as I was watching. And I, and I honestly, I have a lot of those CDs still with because I went crazy. I would go to Borders Bookstore on like a Friday night with my friend at the time. I would go buy the music. I would write all the music down. I would go buy all the CDs and I would listen to like the one song that was on the on the show. But I remember later I made like soundtracks of like all the first season with all those songs and I still have them. But listening every time one of those songs came on during the episode, music is such it has such a weird um what do they say like it's like a muscle memory type thing where like how i was like repeating the dialogue as i like as soon as i heard the music it took me right back to that time watching the show and that feeling it was so weird jamie because i was like oh my god like it's like so like the next scene well when we get into the scene where jen gets out of the taxi so so before that they're like filming the um the Dawson's movie. Yeah, the Still Swamp movie. Yeah, which I don't even know. Joshua Jackson. Oh yeah, we're introduced to Joshua Jackson. Uh Pacey plays by playing Pacey Witter. And I know you're obsessed with him. And I have to tell you, I think he's a lot hotter now than he was back then. <laughs> with his weird haircut and his baggy <laughs> clothes. But that was the time. I mean, we're we're talking about I've liked him since when he was younger and he did what the 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 Mighty Ducks. Thank you, Brain Fart. Yeah. yeah, Mighty Ducks and and all and all of those things. And it was, I don't know. I was really excited because I totally forgot that he was in Dawson's Creek until I watched the pilot. And I'm like, it's Joshua Jackson. Yes, <laughs> so excited. So, and he's made. I feel like he's made such a really good. I mean, they all have, but he's made a really good career for himself now. I think. Oh, like he's sure. he's in like everything. Yeah. But yeah. um, they're filming his movie whatever there joey gets pulled into the water and she yells at pacey that i have it written down she's like you did it again you grabbed my ass and i'm like <laughs> yeah foreshadowing he has liked her since the beginning and he just hasn't admitted it oh Listen, yeah you're getting yeah big big pacey and joey fan for those of you that are not familiar with the show we're just gonna put a spoiler banner before you enter here because we're going to skip around. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. It's our first spoiler banner. <laughs> our first spoiler banner. Okay. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Turn it off if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> I hope you, yeah. Go watch the show first and then come back to us because it's just what's going to happen, you know. But, yeah, I thought that was great because I think the first time I watched that episode, I didn't really catch the whole sentence. And but she was like, you did it again. You grabbed my ass. And I'm just like, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh. I'm going to be pointing out all of these little, little things. But the thing is, like, it's, see, that's different for you because you are, um, 
you are so into the Pacey Joey relationship. Whereas those types of things, those references mean nothing to me because I didn't see that watching the show at all. Like later on down the line, when they started to develop that between the two of them, I just thought, oh, they're just trying to write something new because they're over this whole Dawson and Joey thing. But I mean, it is, it is cool because like you can watch that now and think, oh, well maybe there was like intention to it, but to me personally, I don't think that there was. I just think they were just showing that Pacey was like a horn dog trying to like, he just wanted to get laid. You know what? That, that, he was tired that of walking his dog, Jamie. <laughs> and that may be true because as we get through this episode, we really see that Pacey is ahead of Dawson when it yes. comes to his maturity. Very much um, so. Very much so. But there is an episode that happens later between Joey and and Pacey that we're not going to talk about until we get to that episode, but it's something that had a light bulb go off in my head the first time I watched the show, and I'm like, it's their endgame. What what episode is it? I don't What season is it? I'm pretty sure it's this season. Oh, okay. I I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, it's... um, Is it the beauty pageant episode? No, they have to go do something for a science project or whatever, and they take their little dinghy out to... Oh yeah, okay. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyways, they they lose the boat. They walk back, and Joey has to change, find the truck, and you know, basically take a little peek. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I knew. Totally <laughs> that forgot about that. Maybe it's the second season because no, it's the first driving. season. Is it? I know Pete's yeah. driving. I don't know if he's driving legally, but he's driving. <laughs> uh. Okay. So where are we? Uh, Jen entrance is next. I mean, oh okay oh so yeah jen uh you see the yellow taxi bluff and the bodines the hey pretty girl starts playing and every time i think of that song i think of michelle williams as jen lindley coming out of the taxi cab walking all awkward like a duck with her hands on her hips the way this girl walks like, i don't know what it is about i have nothing against this actress i really don't i don't know if it's just her or if it's you know her uh, choices her choices for this character <laughs> but every time she walks i just her legs look broken like her top half and her bottom half just they don't yeah they don't, i don't i don't know no i that was one thing i love michelle williams i think she's such a great actress oh, yeah. and um sure. i believe she's the only one who was ever uh nominated for oscars oh. out of the whole cast but she made such choices back then because I believe she was the youngest one. I believe she was still like a teenager making the show. And um, just some of the weird choices she made just from the walking and the way she says her dialogue, like it, it, it does, it does like bother me a little bit, but. She grows throughout the show. Right. She does grow, but I don't think her walking ever changes. And she just, no. like, I just feel like her legs are like stiff. But like she makes one wrong move and her legs gonna fall off. Like I yeah, she's got like Bambi legs. <laughs> she's like Bambi. Yeah, something like that. I, I just I don't. <laughs> I really don't know what it is about the way she walks, but it just and I I don't. This is the first time I ever noticed the way somebody walks, and I don't know if it's just because we're paying so close attention to the show now, because I really don't pay that close attention to other people. I don't really care, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I I am a, a, an observer, so I like notice everything, <laughs> and I've always noticed that about her in the show where she the way she was walking. But I don't know. But um, yeah, she gets out of the taxi. She's walking all weird towards the crew, the group, and. 
um, they introduce each other to, to each other and um, they sort of know each other because of all the times that Jen would visit her grams. And they don't really, I don't think they really get into why she's staying. Oh, because of her grandfather. She's staying there to help. Yeah, right. he had heart surgery, I believe. It was, I don't, I know they didn't really have too much dialogue about all of that stuff, but it was really great to kind of watch how they reacted to her showing up, the boys and, and Joey, Joey yeah. because both Dawson and Pacey are like male hormones off the chart, like yeah. the hot blonde. And then you just see Joey, like just angry. So mad. She's like, oh, great. <laughs> this bitch is going to show up now just when I'm like starting to develop feelings for my best friend threaten man she's got her best friend and she's got i mean even if she doesn't really care too much about joey or not joey uh pacey right now she's got you know these two guys are pretty much her entire world mm -hmm. and now there's a female in the mix that isn't her and now the attention is going other places and you know she's threatened and exactly it's, just, it's it's really interesting because it gets worse and worse throughout this entire episode and probably it does. <laughs> but it's funny it is funny but um but they're walking up to so i guess dawson and pacey say that they're going to be late for work and what you had just mentioned about how how pacey like their hormones are like at like max because they just saw her yeah. like getting out of the cab <laughs> pacey literally goes do you want to nail her <laughs> yeah. wow i never caught that before yeah <laughs> he's like you know you want to nail her yeah and he's like what how dare you Steven Spielberg would never put that in his film. <laughs> he gets into this whole thing. I'm like, shut up, Dawson. <laughs> well, it's totally true, though, because again, we're coming back to that point that you know uh, Dawson ends up making later. I think to his, his father um, about yeah. why is everything about sex? You know, mm -hmm. first it was Joey about you know his request for a sleepover, and then it was Pacey when Jen you know comes into the mix. So it's like. You know, everybody around him is really starting to focus on hypersexualized. Right, exactly. Which is totally typical. They're both teenagers, like right in the middle of their teens. This is what happens. Um, but it's so funny because he just isn't in that mindset yet. But then they walk in and we meet Dawson's parents who are dry humping on, on the coffee table. <laughs> so we meet um we meet Mitch who is playing Mitch Leary, who is played by John Wesley Shipp. He's, a, he's Dawson's dad. And then we meet uh, his mother, uh, Gal Leary, who is played by Mary Margaret Humes. Um, and I have to tell you, uh, small fun fact, she was the first one out of the whole cast that I met when I went and I did extra work. And she was so sweet. She was so nice. It was like a short meeting. I mean, I'll... Uh, that'll be like a whole different episode but she i always remember her being so nice to me and i follow her on social media and i think she's probably like one of the sweetest people ever but another another weird fun fact for me so i always forgot about this but if you're a fan of kevin williamson and his work scream oh, scream came out before dawson's creek um but I'm sure that he was like writing them around the same time, but he uses the name Gail and they're both journalists in both movies. Courtney Cox plays Gail Weathers and Gail is a uh, anchor on the news, which we didn't mention in the beginning. She's Dawson thinks that she's sleeping with her co-anchor, right? Doesn't he say that? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. they, well, it happens a little bit later oh, okay. um, because uh, Joey and him are watching the news and she comes on and it's, 
back to you, Bob. Oh, and he's like, back to you, Bob. Yeah. Like, you think my mom's sleeping with her co co anchor? And Joe's like, what are you talking about? Your life is perfect. He's like, it's it's the bees. She's really soft in how she says it in the bees. And he just puts it on repeat. Back to you, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Back I always remember Bob. that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that happens later. Um, but I back I mean the scene that they're happening, you know, right now that we're right, back to the scene out with his parents on the coffee table. It is a wicker coffee table, and I always baffles my mind on how strong wicker furniture is. Like that's Ugh. the forever. <laughs> I hate wicker furniture. I'm not a fan of wicker furniture. And I just thought maybe there was a glass top on that wicker table, which was even worse. So tacky. But maybe they were like trying to like bang on top of it to break it just to have a reason to buy new furniture because I don't know but good luck to them because I don't think that wicker furniture is breaking anytime soon. <laughs> they're like come on Mitch bang me harder we gotta get a new table <laughs> so so Dawson and Pacey walk in on them and he's totally embarrassed and you know because he's so sensitive to sex and um she Pacey is like loving it Oh, and she's she's ready i think she's trying to go to work she's yeah, been ready to leave for work and she calls mitch mr man meet and dawson is like over it and then i think they're like on their way to work like that's yeah. us meeting her his parents basically um uh, yeah. next um it's awesome because it's a vhs store I mean to actually be able to see them in this store and see the shelving of these you know thick VHS cassette tapes you know, know. just lined up and yeah, I don't it made me <laughs> it made me nostalgic too I was yeah. like oh my god remember video stores yeah. yeah I like I just watched the documentary about Blockbuster but even Blockbuster like I I remember going to Blockbuster obviously but we had like a small like mom and pop shop growing up and I went in there all the time and tortured them for like movie posters and they I think they would get like annoyed with me, but they always gave me the posters. But um, I would just go in there sometimes and we would just walk around and look for movies. And even if we didn't get anything, I just always remember that like experience of just like walking around a video store when I was younger, looking for like, and like, I remember new movies came out on like Tuesdays and my dad would like um, uh, call and like order it ahead, like reserve it ahead. Yeah, it was such a different time. Oh. It was definitely a different time. I remember just browsing the aisles and, and grabbing, you know, the VHSs or the DVDs even later. At, at some point, they they all start transitioning to the DVDs and just picking ones. And so that we had a blockbuster where I grew up. But when I would go visit my dad, it was some mom pop shop. And mm -hmm. I just remember every time we would go, we would always get Fern Gully. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Gully. seen that what oh my yeah. god see the rainforest man you gotta watch it. it's great yeah i don't um, think it's like my it's not like the type of movie i was always watching like horror movies like well, you, were, you were you're also a little older than me so yeah it's probably <laughs> just outside of you know your your let's, age zone there i guess yeah let's like uh tell the tell the people that i am a lot older than you i am you 10 years old already <laughs> you already said your age earlier let's, let's remind everybody <laughs> But anyways, uh, so we're in the video store and they're talking or whatever, and in enters Tamara. <laughs> well, no, you missed a you missed a, a really bitchy character, Nellie Olson. Oh, I didn't care that much about her, but I guess if you want to talk about her, go for it. <laughs> well, yeah, she was in like two episodes and then she was gone. They could, I I feel like they were trying to do something with her in the name, but nothing ever happened with her. 
Um, but yeah, yeah she. Her dad owns a video store. She doesn't like Pacey. He's vapor. She said he's vapor. More vapor. Yeah, and she's like, Pfft. yeah, and then yeah, and then in walks Tamara. Tamara. Yeah, Tamara. I want to call her Tamara sometimes. I know. It's Tamara. Tamara Jacobs, who I want to say clearly was the one flirting with him in the beginning. Um, he's like, "Can I help you find a movie?" And she's like, "You got The Graduate." But, yeah. It's just me. Dawson be like like how much more obvious can you be she's banging 15 year olds all the time okay if Dawson can pick this up we're talking about the guy who is not thinking about sex if he <laughs> can pick up what that teacher's putting down I mean come on he actually fi- he figured something out about sex <laughs> wow I can't believe it he, he figured it out bravo Dawson <laughs> yeah but she she's coming on to him so strong and I guess she thinks it's like cute but she has to know. It's a small town. She's going to be a teacher. She might have him as a student. But but before... So, yeah. At least she didn't uh, think that far ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but before that, we um, we missed the whole scene where Joey um, arrives at her house via her rowboat. And she's walking up and we meet her brother-in-law, Bodie, who's force-feeding her something he's supposed to be, like, tested on. I don't know. Mac and cheese. It looks like mac and cheese, but I don't really know. I didn't know what it was either. I kept looking at it too. I was like, and she says it's orgasmic. And I go, I don't it's know what that was. Sister, it, it was yellow and it looked kind of like a mushy mac and cheese. It maybe it was like, um, like grits or polenta, maybe? Who knows? I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> you know what grits or polenta are? <laughs> Jamie. Polenta sounds like placenta and. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's like cornmeal i think it's like cornmeal and you like mix it with like butter and you can anyway oh, so it, oh, <laughs> so um we meet bodie for like two seconds and then we meet her sister bessie who's really pregnant and she's mad at joey for taking one of her shirts and then um but, like she's wearing it right now so yeah, so we're like we sort of like get the like understand the way their relationship is. She lives with her sister because we find out later their father's in prison and their mother died, and Bessie's pregnant and they live together. They don't really get along, but I think later on we see that they are pretty like close. I think she Joey yeah. just is just being a bitch. Joey is a hormonal teenage girl who might have been PMSing that week. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, Bessie, I just want Dawson to see that I'm a girl. <laughs> Why won't he see it? <laughs> Maybe she should dress like a girl. I know. <laughs> because Joey was totally me. At that age, I did not care. I was not girly. I have had many girly like makeovers when I was in high school, and none of it ever stuck. Stuck. Well, I mean, you, you like the style you like. I mean, you shouldn't force nobody should force themselves to wear or be anything they they aren't supposed to be. Yeah, guys, be comfortable. Don't give a crap about what anybody else got to say about it. Okay, you you just do you. I mean, I usually look nice when you know I have to go out or something, but this whole pandemic has taught me how much I love gym shorts and tank tops, yoga pants. So. And I rotate them every couple of days. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um, another um, another little Easter egg I noticed in the um, 
in the in the video store was a poster for I Know What You Did Last Summer, which Kevin Williamson actually wrote. I think he wrote the screenplay for it, or he had some writing credit on it. I don't remember, but it came out like right after Scream, and it was like big at the time because it had Sarah Michelle Gellar and all these young stars. But um, I I always thought that was so cool when I watched it back then. I was like, oh my god, like they're they're like putting in all these things about his, like his writing, like so the two like worlds sort of like collided. I love when they do that though when they take. Uh, jokes or even little innuendos that come from certain actors or actresses or even the directors or whatever from previous works that they've done and they incorporate it. Like it's, it's really nice because if you're a fan of that actor, that actress, or even the director or whatever, you pick those up and it's because you get to laugh about it. And most likely the person next to you has no idea what you're laughing at. You're like, I know. And it's so annoying when you want to explain it and they don't get it. Right, or you like they ask you about it, but you don't want to explain it because you're trying to watch your show, and you're like, "Please shut up and ask me later." Yeah, you're like, "Oh, there might be another one," but um, I'm gonna miss it. Be quiet. Stop talking. But I think later on in this in the show in the series, we start to see like screen posters in Dawson's room and all that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You kind of get a tour when he takes Jen into his room. We get a little bit of tour, so you get to see all the Spielberg stuff. It's great. Which is our next scene. He sees Jen sitting on the on the dock near the creek, and I thought it was such a beautiful scene with the background, with the lighting, and it made me want to be in Wilmington, North Carolina again. It was so I, pretty. I would love to live in something like that because it's it's so pretty, but it's kind of not like that small town vibe. At the it same is. Time. It's very much like that super touristy you know and and i i love that i honestly i if i i don't even like the beach that much i'm <laughs> i'm from new jersey and i don't <laughs> you would think i would love the beach and i don't but i think i would move there because it just looks peaceful to me it is i remember like being so sad when we had to leave and i would have dreams i remember having dreams about going back there and i'd be like oh my god i miss this like area it's so nice so what like seeing that episode where we actually go back i know we should oh my god that would be so fun sand pandemic you know yeah yeah um but yeah i i I remember that scene i was like wow it's so nice but dawson walks up to her on the on the dock and they're talking and this is another thing about Jen Lindley and the way Michelle Williams is acting that drove me crazy. And I, and I always remember this when he hands her the movies that he rented um, for his like, you know, uh, what did he call it? He says it's his uh, homework it's, uh, or whatever. It's, it's for his uh, movie. It's research. Research. So um, she's naming off the movies and she's like, swamp thing humanoids from the deep and then she says another one and i always got so annoyed whenever she said those the names of those movies i'm like why is she saying it like that it's such a choice michelle williams it's such a choice (laughs) like i feel like she was trying like she knew her character was this like party girl from new york and she was like having sex and doing drugs and she wanted to be a bit older than all of them but like maybe that was her you know she was like trying to be older than them but i was like oh it's so annoying i don't know it's such a stupid pet peeve of mine every time i watched it i would it always bothered me it sounds so stupid but i think it's just i mean it could be her just still trying to find that character's personality yeah maybe where she was just like all right let's see what you got you've got this and you've got this and oh my god what is this guy watching (laughs) you know yeah because later in the series she does become very likable 
and you're like rooting for her so much you totally root for her you know i totally i love jen i just think in the beginning she was still trying to develop her character yeah i agree with that so after that, he, he, he said, you want to see my studio, which is his bedroom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, sure, why not? Let's go in your room and show me all of your posters where you can nerd out and basically like have to change your underwear because you're showing me all of your Steven Spielberg posters <laughs> where he hides 1942 or 1941 and always inside the closet because they weren't uh, a theatrical release or something. I always remember that line. But yeah. I was like, oh my God, Dawson, you're not doing a very good job of picking this girl up. <laughs> well, it's so funny though, because I can totally relate to Dawson. This is his passion and this is what he gets excited about. So when, yeah. you know, he's trying to, he's trying to explain and enlighten, you know, this, this attractive young woman's, um, you, you know, whatever he's trying to get her attention he's like this is what i'm passionate about this is what i love you know yeah, I get that. This is me uh it's like me talking to people about my books or oh yeah that's a really good inter- or, uh, analogy yeah i get it it's me when i get really excited anytime um people come over that i haven't seen in a while and they haven't seen the office space since it's been revamped you know when i bring them up here and i'm like these are all my pretties my lovely books and then i get so excited and i start talking about it and they're like jamie i don't read and i'm like well you should you know <laughs> books are amazing and you should read in all the stars and the moon and the sky and the wind and the howling and the and the gray sky okay it's a court of thorns and roses <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> You, you know, you know, I respect you. The stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. That's what you're trying to spit out, right? Yeah. Yes. I will never remember it, but that's, that's what I think of when I think of you. Well, this is pretty much. No, when I think of that, I think of you. I mean, this is what Dawson's trying to get across though. He's like, listen, I like you. This is what I'm excited about. You know, are you excited about this too? Do we have this in common? You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I, that's I totally a good. Relate to him. Totally relate to him. I get it. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally I mean, that's agree. that's his way of like. Yeah, I get it. You you said it all. You said it all. <laughs> Got it. Nailed um, it. Nailed it. So <laughs> so uh, while they're talking, we see Joey climbing up the ladder, which is her main way of getting into the house. Because God forbid she's the front door. Just saying, real quick, that. That would never happen in my life. I would never, not that I would never, but I'm pretty sure that my parents and my friend's parents would never just be like, oh, here's a ladder to my male friend's bedroom. Not even that. It's a liability. Is that like, have you seen YouTube videos where people just fall off ladders? I don't think 15 year olds are thinking about liability, but what I The parents should be instead of like trying to fuck all the time. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure my parents would be like, ah, no, because they're both of two different genders, not like that matters, but, you know, and this could just turn into a thing, and I don't want my 15-year-old daughter just randomly crawling into some dude's, you know, not some dude, but like our best friend's bedroom at any time of the day, and on a male's perspective, we would think, be like, well, if something were to happen, even though he's been best friends, you know, since forever, I really don't want my son to knock up this girl at 15. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just well, saying, you, I mean, that would be the case in your life, but in Dawson's life, Mitch and Gal know that he doesn't even know what a penis is or a vagina. <laughs> so they're sure. not, they're not really worried. They're like, it's all right. He's, he's having fun with his Spielberg movies. 
I um, feel like they should be like a little bit worried, especially with the amount of PDA that they do in their own household in front of, you know, just anybody. You well, they're they're so <laughs> they're so worried about banging all the time. They're gonna hear Joey. They're gonna hear a big a big bang outside. Joey's falling off that ladder, and they're gonna just. They're, what's that? It doesn't oh. matter. Just keep keep banging me, man. Don't stop! Don't stop! <laughs> She's like, oh, oh Bob, and he's like, what? <laughs> oh no, we broke the wicker coffee table. Finally. Finally. Oh. <laughs> Finally, that ugly thing broke. <laughs> So, so um, back up. right. So where were we? So she's she hears them talking, the talking, and then we see we hear Graham's call for Jen, and then Jen looks out the window and like just misses Joey standing at the ladder. Joey leans forward purposely, like, "Oh, you can't see me." Yeah, it's not like, but it's not like Jen like was standing outside the window. No, she just like looked outside. And I'm pretty sure that if she looked outside and to the left just a little bit, she still would have seen Joey. She face. would have seen her, yeah. She could have been like, oh, why is that ladder over there? Why do I see oh, legs and some feet? <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it wouldn't have been that weird. She could have, I mean, Joey could have, like, totally uh, acted normal and just been like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? Just like, yeah, you know, this is my turf. <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> Oh, so then he walks in. Oh, this is the back to you, Bob part. So um, Jen leaves. Uh, Joey climbs in the window and Dawson's like, Joe, where have you been? Get in here. And I'm like, what? Like, what is she supposed to be at your house? Like all the time? Like she's, and plus it takes her a long time to row that little rowboat to your house. To row her little dinghy or rowboat or whatever. You're making her climb up a freaking ladder to your room. Not even letting her go. Can we talk front- about the fact that she does all the work? <laughs> yes she does well i guess she i guess she wins out because she gets to sleep in like a giant house all the time and not have to be around her like her sister who's hormonal and pregnant <laughs> I I guess, but her sister's boyfriend makes bomb food that's true i would want to be where the food is i think i would want to be there too <laughs> and i have to watch you know my friend's parents banging on the wicker coffee table all the time that would drive me nuts I'd be like, I gotta stop coming over here. It's not is what are you talking about, Joey? Is it because of our budding our budding hormones? No, it's because your parents are fucking all the time. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't they have a bedroom? They're super frisky, and every time I turn a corner, I don't know what I'm walking in on, okay? She's like, Why the hell do you think I used to I've been using the ladder all this time? <laughs> I don't want to walk through your house. <laughs> I'm in direct line right to your bedroom. I don't want to. I don't want to happen upon your parents naked again. And I don't need <laughs> the first time was enough. Old people, genitalia, gross. Oh yeah. Oh oh. I I've always had genitalia. Oh, okay, Dawson. Yeah, long fingers. <laughs> Does it? Uh, first of all, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, Joey doesn't even know what he's talking. Don't, don't knows what she's talking about. Um. Anyway, so she she just climbs in the window, jumps on the bed, and they're watching um uh playback of Gail on TV saying back to you, Bob. And that's when he says, "Do you think my mom's sleeping with her co-anchor?" And she's like, "Why do you always think this, Dawson? You have the perfect life. Your mom's not sleeping with her co-anchor. Just shut up and come over here and lay down with me, and I'll rub your back, and we can go to sleep together." <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting though because she while 
while he may be seeing something, um, which we find out that he is at the at the end of this episode, but um, it's really interesting that she made a point like your life is not a movie. You don't need to have these, you know, plot twists and and I forget exactly what what phrase she used, but like your life is not a movie, and these situations do not happen as I, I don't know if she was trying to make a point like this isn't like like th- that type of situation isn't it's not going to happen to you you know you're right perfect. so she she obviously is a little bit naive at that point but it's just um it's a point that i think is really important though because throughout this season throughout the show you do kind of see him still stuck you know in in this this movie world where these crazy outlandish things happen and it's really interesting because I mean, some of them, they do happen to them, things that you would never expect or see coming. Um, But the things that he thinks is going to happen is just usually off the wall. Right. Yeah, um, it is interesting because he does sort of see it, but he's sort of like, "Mm, maybe I do want to see conflict. And then he's got his best friend in his ear saying, like, stop, you're perfect. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Right. And I just, I think it's really interesting because, I mean, I probably would have said the same thing that Joe said in regards to that because he literally is just going off how she says, back to you, Bob. Bob. (laughs) You don't think her bees are just a little too soft? I think they're sleeping together. You're reaching. Where do you get this from? What what kind of, how? I mean, I understand it if it's in a look. You know what I mean? Some people you, you can kind of tell when they when they linger a little too long, when they make eye contact. It's all sometimes though you can tell when people talk to each other that you're they're oh they're banging. Like it, you can tell. It's it's in it could be the familiarity of it, but I think it's also in the body language. It's really in yeah. the body language. I think if we pay attention to the way she's sitting and maybe the way she says back it's not about her words so much as how she's saying it it's back to you bob you know what i mean she's just kind of like it's it's my body language not so much the way the words are coming out of my mouth (laughs) but it's her it's her body language and you know she's leaning a little too over towards i don't know i see it but i don't see it i think he the way he explained it he's probably reaching but he's on to something so well yeah obviously obviously he's on to something all right, so on to the next scene. Oh, judgmental Grams. Yeah, so we see Jen with her Gramps, Grandpa, whatever, Gramp. I, I was never somebody who said Grandpa or Gramps. I always said Grandpa or Granddad. I never said that. But she's like, she's in the room with her Gramps, <laughs> and he's got a big scar because he just had surgery, and that's the whole okay. reason she's there. And Grams comes in and sort of like rushes her out she's making her breakfast because she's going to school i guess it's her first day at school yeah and um yeah it's her first day all back to school i guess because summer's over which they never really get it they never really say that it's definitely They're... her first day back into school though because she just moved there it may not be the rest of their first day but it's no, because they talk her. about having a schedule and they messed up dawson's schedule in the beginning remember oh you're right we didn't get there yet so jen's sitting at the table with Graham's. And here's a couple of things about Jen, the adult. She only drinks coffee. She doesn't like eating. She only needs a coffee fix in the morning. Um, She uh, doesn't like God. She's an atheist because Grams wants her to go to church. She doesn't believe in God, which I I never understood kids my age who just 
didn't when they would say they were an atheist i'd be like you just want to say that i think you know what that means i think though for for jen it's it's how she grew up right she didn't grow up with her grandmother or her grandfather she grew up in new york in the middle of a big city with parents that were hardly there you know what i mean she probably never had to go to church so why if for somebody who doesn't go to church then it's not something that's in their belief system she in this case just doesn't believe in anything so she makes her own choices and those are the choices that she lives by and she owns it um she doesn't you know put a lot of stock in anything that is higher power because it's not something that she's in my opinion probably not something that she has really been exposed to in her younger life growing up wow you're giving me this whole new background on Jen Lindley that I never even thought about it's just my perspective see this is this is awesome because you see things differently than I do in, in my way I see I see both sides you know what I mean I am also not a religious person I did do church a little bit growing up but not enough for it to really stick with me mm-hmm. and I'm totally fine with that my brain is more scientific uh there could be one god there could be many gods there could be a whole slew of gods there could be no gods there could there's aliens you know i don't know um no you're right and i and i and i respect that i like i grew up going to church i was one of those kids i went to catholic school and if i didn't go to church on sundays i like would cry because i felt like i was gonna get in trouble in school like on monday so i was always in church but then i just i don't know when it happened but like i just got older and i just just saw the church for what it was and i just didn't i believe in god i just don't believe in having to go to church and do the whole church thing it's not it's just not my thing and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but but yeah with the show i think that's that's really kind of what it is because you have a girl coming from a completely different lifestyle into a family that you know into a household where it is I go to church every Sunday. I don't talk this way. This is how I behave. And I expect you to do the same thing. And it's quite interesting to see Jen and her grandmother's interaction because it's like Jen is very mature in how she responds to her grandmother instead of throwing a fit and being like, listen, this ain't happening. She's like, I respect that you believe in this, but I also need you to respect me and the fact that I don't. You know what I mean? She was very adult in how she handles her grandmother. And I really, I really, I really like to watch actually their interactions because her grandmother can be very, in my opinion, a little bit judgmental. She doesn't oh, do yeah. things. She's the most um, judgmental one on the whole show. She she really is very judgmental because she, I mean, she judges Dawson. She doesn't know him. She judges Joey. She doesn't know him. All she sees is a 15-year-old boy and girl and a girl who is constantly sneaking up into the boy's bedroom. <laughs> like, Which is basically saying. the conversation that they're having. Right. Um, exactly. But I agree with you. There, um, she she does handle herself very mature. Very well. Um, yeah. With everybody, even the way Joey comes at her all the time, yes. she doesn't like throw like a, like a like a cat fight. She's just very much like she's not like a vindictive. I'm gonna get you back if you're gonna start this. She's very calm and like I honestly I don't think that Jen gets enough appreciation for her character. Well, um, if she walked normal, maybe like people would like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like her. about your walk, man. It doesn't she's... matter about how great and mature you are. Your walk just and and the way she pronounces her her movies. <laughs> just Dude, that didn't bother me at all. It, bo- it still bothers me. I don't know why. Whenever it's just the way it rolls off of her tongue, it it bothers me still. I don't know why. It always did. 
Anyway. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, that we're in the school now, Cape Side High, and we get a blast of Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down. And uh, it was so loud on my TV. <laughs> like I jumped. <laughs> and I... There you go. Sing it. So I was reverted back to my high school uh, year and remembering that song. It's so crazy. I was like, wow, I haven't heard this song in forever. But um, but yeah, we said it earlier. It's a really good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. They're in uh, the high school. Jen meets Nellie Olsen for the first time. And Nellie Olsen asks Jen if she likes to party. And Jen gives her this long drawn out um, as in... I like uh, to have a good time or I like to have a good time with substance. Right. And it's subjective. <laughs> I would I, I would have been like, oh my God, just say yeah. You like to have a, have a good time. It's, it's really interesting, again, because we're back to the wit and the way that they're articulating themselves for 15-year-olds is very interesting because if I was 15-year-old, I'd be like, are, you got drugs? Is, is that what's going on? Are we talking about alcohol and weed and whatever? Or are we talking about just hanging out and having a good time? <laughs> well, I know if I was 15 in that situation, I would have been like, no. <laughs> Get away from me. Oh, yeah, same thing. I mean, I was not a, I'm not a partier by any means, but um, yeah, it was just quite or, I don't know, Jamie. I maybe I would have been like a little excited. I wasn't like such a, like a little, like, uh, like, in, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't like that in high school, but like, I feel like, um, cause I've gone, I went to parties in high school, but like later, like my junior senior year, I wasn't like drinking and not sophomore year of high school. <laughs> yeah, it was like high school so confusing when you just go in. Like everybody's I don't... different though. Everybody's yeah, different. it depends on honestly your demographic, where you are, the type of friends you are, your circle, what you have access to, what you don't have access to. Parents like there's so many different things. Yeah. And you're talking about a small town where everybody knows everybody and nobody really gets away with shit, you know. But apparently they do because this girl's like, hey. You're from New York. You want to party? And Jen's like, oh, without substances. And she's like, all right, bye. Like, <laughs> Well, the other thing I noticed is that she says her grandfather is on the prayer list at church, which is another thing um, because it is like their community. They're all churchgoers. You know what I mean? Like we right, were right, talking right. about that earlier. So Jen just doesn't want to go to church. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so there's that little bit of conversation. And then we get Dawson. Uh, walking up to Jen and they're changing their schedules and it was just a cute little scene. Jen's like overwhelmed. Right. I think the next scene after that was Pacey in science class and then or whatever class it was. Oh, isn't it like literature? Maybe. I I honestly, I really didn't Listen, it's a scene with Pacey in it. I wasn't paying close attention to class he was in. <laughs> <laughs> I did pay close attention to the ginormous clothes he was wearing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I think that was the style then, though. Everybody was into the big baggy clothes. I know, but he was that. so skinny. I, you can tell how thin he was. Yeah. And the clothes, even the clothes Dawson was wearing, it's, they're so big. It's the style. That was the way it was in the 90s. Um, <laughs> but it was just great, though, because he's, you know, the class clown, basically. And he's goofing off, and then in walks his his teacher, you know. Tamara enters again, and Tamara. it's really great to see. Cause so Pacey, this, you know, very mature 15-year-old, or I think he's a little older than them, though, um, 
just to watch him in the VHS store become completely inarticulate, you know, he's like drooling and can't get out a sentence and Dawson comes over and saves him basically. And now you've got this teacher that come in and he's completely thrown again. Cause he's like, Oh, it's, it's that hot girl from, you know, a woman from, from the VHS store sorry. that was flirting with me. And what the hell do I do? You know? So it's just really interesting to watch his interactions. Cause I laugh a little bit because he's so cocky. And then he's not. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> is. He's very cocky. Very cocky, and then he's not. Yeah, it's 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 funny. <laughs> and she goes, he goes. Uh, how do you say her name? Mara. Mara, and he's like, Mara? when we're on school grounds, it's Miss Jacobs. Miss Jacobs. But later, when we're in my bedroom, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> um. Ken later finds she runs into Joey. Oh, that was the science class. They were in a lab at biology yeah. or something. They were in some type of a lab. Yeah, the lab tables, yeah. Joey is so mean to Ken. She slings down in her seat when she's like, either. She doesn't want her to sit with her. Sit <laughs> it's like, we see you, Joey. You're like 10 feet tall. <laughs> she's so tall. Um, I wish I had that kind of height, but um me I too. just feel so bad because Jen is just trying to make a female so friend. Hard. And it would have been so perfect because she's already kind of, you know, knows Dawson and they're already all so close. And she already saw this girl, you know, recently outside, probably the night before. And um, it's just very interesting. And I just feel really bad for Jen. Poor Jen, the new girl, can't make any female friends because the one wants to party. And I know the other one that she actually wants to be friends with is just a great straight up biatch. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, because like I said earlier, Jen's on her turf now. She's like, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to be nice to you. And she feels like, um, really uh, th- she feels threatened, yeah. but she also feels like, you know, I I don't need you around here. Like nobody asked you to come here. Like go back go back to New York. These are my friends, and you are not welcome here. Yeah, and I get I get that. I mean, I've been in that situation. I mean, we'll get into it later with the end of the episode. But I totally understand. But she's so mature. Like I said earlier, with her feelings and her uh, like how she's feeling with Dawson. But she's so immature when it comes to Jen and how she treats her. It's so. It's like counterproductive. It's weird. I have a note about that later, actually. I really do have a note about about it because I think at one point she's, I forget the interaction exactly, but it's Joey and Dawson and she, oh, the movie theaters later. I mean, we can come back to it, but I'm already kind of thinking about it. Um, yeah. So the movie theater, they it's Joey, uh, Pacey, Dawson, and Jen. And they all are going to the movies because... Let's just get into that. There's like nothing really else that happened except for... I have a couple odds and ends, but I mean, we can come back to that. But uh, basically, pretty much what happens is, you know, Pacey wants to go to the movies so that he can run into the teacher. He's hot for teacher. He's crushing on her. Crushing on her. So he, uh, you know, convinces Dawson to go with him so that they can have like this group thing. And, you know, he's like, you know, you can bring... You oh miss, no he calls her miss teen new york yeah <laughs> i wrote that yeah, down yeah yes. miss teen new, new york great miss <laughs> new york you know and we'll go to the movies um and i thought it was really funny because during that interaction even though i'm kind of you know, it's all kind of related but pacey admits to reading cosmo magazine and i thought that was awesome <laughs> oh i missed that 
I yeah, totally he, he literally has a whole thing about reading Cosmo magazine. He's like, I've got all of these sisters. Of course, I read Cosmo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he he reads yeah. Cosmo, and I I love that he does because I feel like uh, guys really shy away from anything that is feminine. You know what I mean? They have to be manly and tough. And I didn't. <laughs> I, know, I mean, but a lot of guys don't do that. And honestly, I think a lot of that is a problem for men later in life because they are completely naive and blind and don't know basic anatomy or things. <laughs> Cosmo might open your eyes, guys. I'm just saying. Um <laughs> No, I think I think a lot of guys do read it. They just don't say it. They're just embarrassed. They think it's like feminine if they announce that they read Cosmo, but they should do a poll. Hashtag toxic masculinity. <laughs> how many how many guys have read Cosmo and I will actually admit it, you know, like below. <laughs> But um, I mean, it doesn't make you gay if you read it. <laughs> they all, all they it probably think it, that it makes you enlightened. Okay, exactly. <laughs> enlightenment. Um, but anyway, so they're in this movie theater, and just Joey is being such a not. Well, no. Let's talk about when they're walking into the movie theater. So mean. They have this whole dialogue about. So the first, the thing that sets her off, sets Joey off is she's noticing how close they're 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 talking and jen goes oh i like your lipstick color what or your lipstick what color is it she goes wicked red what color i like your hair color whatever what color is that she just says she does she only does highlights and then she didn't say what color though she said what box number or something like yeah i have her written down like what color but it was almost offensive because it's like oh you obviously what 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 number is that? Like what, what box number do you find? What number is that? Yeah. yeah. Some, it was some, the way that she worded it, it was an obvious dig. It wasn't like, Oh, what color is that hair? I like it. It's what box number color. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, she, she says, what color is your hair? Yeah. Something like that. Whatever. And Dawson gets embarrassed oh, and Jen says she only does highlights. Then Joey asks Jen if she's a virgin um because dawson is a virgin and that would make for a very clumsy first experience and dawson like loses his mind and <laughs> i laughed so hard i still laughed at this part because you see pacey in the background um with yeah. he he touches his eye like he's so like secondhand embarrassment for yes. dawson in that scene and it's yes. like i'd be i felt embarrassed for him too when he was a tv character i was like who yeah. says that I know I was. He's such a cock blocker. <laughs> I was watching Casey in the background, and he's like, "Oh, shots fired!" You know what I mean? Like he's like, "I'm just gonna be back here, out of the way, because obviously there's something going on here that I'm not a part of." <laughs> but what? How dumb can you be as Dawson and not realize that your best friend has a crush on you now? You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I, I mean he's dead. He's, he's dense. It took him this entire episode and he still hasn't really figured it out. But I guess we could say he's totally focused on Jen too. Like he's totally focused on her. He is. And, he is. Um, and I mean, she, she makes a point later and Joey's like, you're so blind. You know, we're back to this movie theater thing where they have like a complete blow up because she does not stop the entire time until Dawson pretty much is like, I've had enough. Let's go out. We need to have a conversation. You know what I mean? Because she's just she's really not nice this entire time she's not well nice she person. you we hear this we hear this like fun like really cute music playing and it's almost like a game where dawson is trying to reach for jen's hand and joey's watching the whole thing happen and as yeah. soon as their hands touch 
she shoots up and she she turns to Jen and says, "Hey Jen, are you a size queen?" <laughs> she goes, yes. "She goes, yes. uh, excuse me, uh, I don't know, since considering I'm a virgin and all." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh come on, you never thought about it? I mean, long fingers, right?" Oh yeah, no, 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 no. She goes, "Joey, Joey is still." Jen asks Joey if she was, and she goes, "I haven't really." Uh, given that much thought and that's when Dawson grabs Joey and like takes her down the um, yeah. the aisle and she goes did you notice the long fingers that's what it was that's what it was yeah you definitely have the dialogue memorized it's crazy <laughs> the other the other part I laughed at too is that they they bumped right into the guy that was in the aisle right in front of them it was so funny I was I if I was that extra I would have been so annoyed but oh, it was on camera you got to see it yeah well um, I mean whatever but it's just really interesting because she's so tough and she's so protective that she you get to see this other side of her that I don't even think Dawson's ever seen before. He doesn't know how no. to handle her. He has no idea how to handle her or what's going on right now. Yeah, that's um, a good that's a good uh uh interpretation, yeah. Yeah, he, he just has no clue. And so they have this this big blow up out in like where the concessions are in in this thing and she's just like you're so immature she kind of just kind of blows up on him she's like he's like what are you talking about she's like you don't even see you don't even see what's right in front of you and that right there should have been like a freaking flash bulb right in front of his face he still does not make the connection well she she sort of loses she loses her like um she chickens out a little bit because you think she's gonna say me like i'm right here but she turns it into his perfect life again and it's like such a cop-out but i guess obviously they needed to do that for the rest of the season to play out well and then i mean and then on top of that you know she has this this big blowout and it's it's really kind of obvious where she's hitting her but dawson's not picking it up and it's really interesting because she's sitting here and she's calling him, you know, you're immature and you need to grow up. And it's like, but woman, take a step back and listen to how you are behaving right now. Because yeah. you are not acting like a mature adult at all. And she's not. And I think definitely that's not, not uh, women supporting women. Definitely not women supporting women. <laughs> but I mean, that's the, uh, I guess that's, that's really the point. But it's just really funny because she's literally like, you need to grow up. And at the same time, it's like, Take a look at yourself, though, because you're obviously not behaving like a grown-up one either. Exactly. Yeah, so there's that whole scene, and they're fighting, and then Joey leaves, and we, but we missed the whole, uh, we have to go back, because your boyfriend sees his, his future uh, first-timer, <laughs> his virginity taker, walk in to the movie theater, and he leaves his friends, and he goes and sits with her, mm-hmm. and they have, like, you know, he's, he's very, like you said earlier, he's very sure of himself and he's real cocky and he thinks she invited him and she's like so confused and a little embarrassed because she has a date who turns out to be the film teacher in the school that we, that was in a scene earlier, which (laughs) that whole scene like cracked me up watching it, but where I forget what happened next. Well, uh, he shows up and he goes to get up. And first of all, Pacey is just very, very confused. He's like, but you invited me. And she's right, like, right, right, right. That's it. No, I didn't. And he's like, dude, is this kid, you know, bothering you? And she's like, no, but she's like, Pacey, you need to go sit with your friends. And I don't remember the exact interaction, but like Pacey's kind of like 
pissed off. He's a little flustered. He's definitely confused because you have this hot teacher who was clearly flirting with you earlier. Now right. it's like, no, no, you're misread the entire situation. And, you know, something happens. He's got this big, somebody's got popcorn. Oh, wait, the Mr. Gold has the popcorn. Yeah. I remember Pacey says, he turns around and he goes, who's this guy? And yeah. then she goes, she calls him Benji. And he goes like, Benji. Benji. Like, and Benji. the guy yeah. behind them is so much louder than they are. And is like, tell them to keep, keep it down. And Pacey <laughs> makes the funniest facial expression again. Like he's so, he really is good at this. He, he makes this like, like back off type thing. Yeah. And then uh, they're oh, still arguing. And I guess Pacey stands up to get out of the aisle. I don't remember. And then the guy, oh, uh, the popcorn flies over, <laughs> and then the guy punches. Stands him. up and is like, "Pop!" Right in the Pacey's face, and Pacey's like, you know, thrown over the the aisle in front of him. <laughs> so we have, um, you know, uh, an altercation with <laughs> a random dude who was sitting behind his hot for teacher. That's just what I'm going to call her. Hitting, hitting a minor, <laughs> which he could go to job for. All over popcorn that you know it's not like it's gonna stain the dude's clothes it's not like it was a soda you know just just wipe that shit off and deal with the sticky floors like i don't i've never been in a situation in the movie theaters where somebody was like screaming to shut up like i mean i've heard people say like keep it down but like i've never seen a fight break out in the movie theater he really wanted to watch waiting for guffman because that's the movie that they had to go really really did he must have been a fan (laughs) of the actors or something because he was just not having this little interaction and he wanted everybody to sit the hell down he's a big christopher guest fan that's what it was Um, yeah, so that, I mean, you've got two different things going on. You've got Pacey and his interaction with, you know, his hot for teacher and her, uh, date. And then you've got the whole thing with Jen and Dawson and Joey and Joey just not being very nice and really just <laughs> being a, a biatch. I get, I don't know how much cursing we're really going to be doing on this podcast. Oh, we can just say whatever we want. Well, shit, she was not, she was being a bitch, right? She was just being a, a C-U-N-T. <laughs> um, <You> say it. <laughs> I don't like saying that word. I don't know why, but I was like, I don't know what it is about that word. I don't like saying it. Um, well, she was, she was being one. She was being so nasty, but it's yeah. funny. It was, it was, re- it was really funny in the episode when it you was watched it. It's, it was awesome. Um, but you do feel really bad for Jen in the situation because you're like, I mean, sure. I could never be that mean to somebody. <laughs> like, just, I didn't know. But no. um, if, if Pacey was getting secondhand embarrassment, I was getting thirdhand embarrassment being, you know, on the other side of the screen, you know? So, yeah, where was, like, so So we get, we have Dawson and Joey in the near, at the concession stand arguing, right? And then we have Pacey getting into a fight, getting punched in the face, and then Jen's just sitting there by herself. Like, did she not see this whole thing happened? Like, she could have went up and, like, said, like, I can't believe you hit my friend. Like, nothing. Yeah, we have no idea what happens after, like, that entire altercation, right? The next thing is really going to be Pacey, you know, running into her outside the movie theater, and her, I mean, hot for teacher, you know, over by the boats, the marina, and then... Yeah, she's like, where am I? (laughs) I'm waiting for a young 15-year-old boy to appear out of nowhere. (laughs) He just kind of, like, you know, walks out of the theater, ends up across, I think the theater is, like, across the street from the marina or something. I don't really remember the geography of the place, but I feel like it's kind of close. But they were on a main street 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. But he ends up on the marina and he like acts so surprised. First of all, they're kind of in this open space. How are you going to act surprised that she's standing there? You probably saw her a good hundred feet back. Well, no, you're for, you're forgetting his eye. His only has one good eye because he got punched in the eye. I'm sorry, I can still see though. <laughs> and he's and he's squinting the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! So he couldn't really make her out. He couldn't make her out. Joshua Jackson, if you were watching this, I want some information. Okay, I need some feedback <laughs> on the scene. I need to know how you did not see the he's, teacher he's, standing there. Until he's definitely going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put money on it. <laughs> Somebody tag him. I want to know how he didn't see the teacher until he was like three feet in front of her. Oh my God. He probably doesn't even remember even like filming the scene. No, it was a long time ago. I but yeah, it was very convenient. He's walking and he's like, what are the odds? And then <laughs> they have this like dialogue. She like feels bad and she apologizes for like the misunderstanding. And then he has this line where he says, he's like telling her off basically. And then he says, you're the best. I'm the best sex you'll never have. And I'm like, well, how do you know? You've um, never had sex either. He was being cocky. Okay. He was totally being cocky. And I love that she turned around and was like, no, you are very mature. And then, you know, cause he is, he, he is more mature than Dawson. Let's say she's like, Oh my God, I've been waiting my whole life to be with a really skinny, mighty duck with a George Clooney <laughs> hairdo from the 90s. I mean, if I was his teacher, I don't think I would have complained too much. Don't say that, Jamie, because if you're a teacher later in life, you might get investigated. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll just go and, you know, school and just become a teacher. I already have a career, you know? <laughs> You know, you might want to teach something. I don't know. Let me go teach English class. <laughs> <laughs> Literature. Miss Whitehead. Kidding. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. <laughs> so they make out. They're all hot and heavy, and she gets like scared, and she's, she's like, like, "Oh my god, no! I made a big mistake. Instant regret." I mean, they could have just kept it to themselves, but they're going to end up banging through the whole season. All <laughs> that progresses later. <laughs> I really don't mind the teacher though like as a like as a as a character i guess in the show i really she doesn't bug me she doesn't bug me either i like her too i like the actress that plays her yes yeah the funny thing is i will say back when i was watching it when i was younger i never thought it was like that big of a deal because i remember watching um like news stories about teachers getting pregnant by their students it was like such a normal thing like really? who was that one teacher was it mary Kay laterna and they were, she got pregnant by her the student and they got married later after she got a, out of prison. So it, like, it was possible, like those things could happen. But now watching it, I was like, she's a pedophile. <laughs> she should not have went near him. She should know better. She's, she's a beautiful woman in her forties, he says, and she should not have instigated that whole thing. She should go to prison. Like she's a pedophile. <laughs> interesting though to be able to to be an adult now and to think about it and be like yeah no this is wrong you yeah know? it's very wrong <laughs> when you were in in high school and this stuff was happening you were like oh well you know they were close to age maybe not in this case but like a lot of them they're usually brand new teachers and they're in their early to mid-20s and you've got these 17 18 year olds i mean if you think about the age gap at that age, it is a big deal, but you, you know, add a couple of years later and that age gap really isn't a big deal. So I, I totally see how it happens and it does happen. I, and, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And for all of you young teachers out there, 
don't sleep with your students, okay? Yeah. Wait, you're 18 at least. Even if you have the urge, just don't do it. Like, you, okay? It's not a good Saturday thing. Operated buddy. Just walk your dog and don't think about it. Don't be a pedophile. Make good life choices, guys. Okay? Good life choices. Right. Exactly. exactly. Now we're into our final scene of the episode where Dawson is... Uh, oh, he's walking Jen home to her door. And he's embarrassed about the what happened with the whole night with joey and she's embarrassed and she feels like it's all her fault and he wants yeah. to kiss her so bad and then they're saved by the bell with grams and um you know it was a cute scene and, cute. oh that's when she says you have you have a lot going for you. you have clear skin you're very talented all this stuff and um i always remember the clear skin part because i started to get acne during my senior year towards the end of my senior year <laughs> i'll never forget it <laughs> and um so uh, yeah in in reality he james vanderbeek was like 25 i think when he was playing this part but um oh, she she doesn't want to kiss him and then oh, they and they're watching she's like yeah she's got the light on she says i'm just gonna pretend that we kissed and love that i love that by the way i like i really love that i feel like that i mean has, it's a nice confident boost because it's like yeah i guess it gives oh. them hope yeah because if it's her way of admitting, like, I wanted to kiss you, but I can't because Grams is watching, you know? So, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's I mean, she could have she could have been a real bitch and just pissed Grams off and just kissed him real quick on the mouth, like but on the lips. But. It comes to the respect thing, you know, even before when she was having that conversation, it's like, I respect you and I respect your religious beliefs, but I also need you to respect mine. You know what I mean? And I'll go to church if you can say penis. Oh yeah, and there was that whole we we totally back passed that whole scene, and she uh, yeah, and and Grams is like, how dare you? Like she she had a baby. Like anyway. I, I, I mean, like, you, just you, say right, you know what these parts are, and and uh, Jen even made. I mean, now that we've gone backwards a little bit, but Jen even made it a point. It is analytical. It is you know completely scientific term. It is it is what this part of a body is. It's, it's your genitalia. It is, it is, <laughs> it's literally, it's literally what this part's called. It's not a bad word. It is like saying an eyeball. It's a no right. your penis. It's a vagina. Like, like, yeah, it was a bit much with the whole with the whole thing on Graham's side, but yeah. I guess that's what they're trying to like they're trying to portray her as this like, you know, oh I would never say that. I'm a God-fearing woman, that type of thing. He's a stick stuck in the mud. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then, <laughs> I do too. And she, yeah, she was. I met her too, and she was really sweet. But um, but then we get to the final scene. This is the final scene where um, Dawson's home in his room with all his Spielberg posters. He's getting ready to like walk his dog, looking at the 1942 poster. He and then he sees Joey in the closet. Hanging with the clothes, she says. I'm glad he checked his closet before he decided to walk his dog. Thankfully. Because that would have been so embarrassing. Then she would have seen the entire Leary Leary family, like, like, in all their glory. Like, seriously. I can't come here anymore. Like, I really can't. Maybe that's why she said all this at the end of the episode. She was like, I've I've seen you jerking off. I've seen your parents banging each other. I can't come over anymore because this is disgusting. Like, I need my own space. So, so, um, he, like, wants to talk to her about why she acted the way she was acting. And 
she basically tells him, when I saw you holding her hand, I didn't want to be the one holding it, but I didn't want her to be the one holding it. And it is a weird way of her telling him, like, because like he is so dumb, he still doesn't get it. Like, I really do want this friendship to like move into something more, but um, you're just not understanding me, and I'm afraid to tell you. But I sort of like understand that whole way of thinking too, because I've had I've had a lot of girlfriends through my life, not like girlfriends, like girlfriends. Like I've had a lot of close girlfriends where, yeah, like you're one of my good girlfriends, and I. If we were in our 20s together hanging out at the bar and you left me to go hang out with some dude, I would be so annoyed. And I've actually had this reaction with one of my good close friends where they we were out hanging out. I knew she was seeing somebody. I wasn't into her, but I was so mad that she was like, maybe it was like a jealousy thing, but well, it was I also mean, just something that like, why are you, you should be with me, not him, that type of thing. Well, about that. But it's also naive. It's a naive well, way of thinking. It's it's also, um, I think it also kind of depends on the interaction. Did I, like, this person make plans with this person to go out right. and then this other person came in and now I'm ignoring you? Because that is not cool. I would be mad about that. I'd be pretty peeved. Yeah, that was always the type of situation it was. But I'm not going to get into it. But, um, <laughs> but no, I've, I, but there was always, like, this overprotective type thing with me, too, with this person. And um, you know, we're still friends today and we're not as close as we used to be, but, um, um, I just remember watching the scene thinking, wow, I felt like that too in like my twenties, even with my close friends. So I understood what she was saying, but I, but it wasn't like a romantic thing. I didn't have like any yeah. romantic feelings, but I understand where they're trying to make her character go because she really, and you know, we'll obviously see it in the series. Yeah. And I really like that at least right now and even throughout this entire episode you really get to see how close joey and dawson are because they're talking they're they're trying to figure it out how their relationship and you know friendship it might change now that they are reached this age you know and all of these different things are happening and more people are coming in and you know feelings and hormones and how is that going to affect something that's already been established for 10 10 plus years right and i just really love how they communicate the fact that they are communicating because communication is such a big thing in friendships and relationships just in general and a lot of people don't do that and it's really nice especially for something in the 90s and for for kids already going through a lot of the stuff that's happening to be able to relate to it you know and be able to see like oh you know they're talking about it i can talk about it too yeah, that's a really good point. I I agree with that. It is good that they that that maybe this show did help people actually, you know, have the ability to like talk and talk to your friends and talk to your partners. Because if you don't talk and you hold it all in, you're not going to get anywhere. But it is. I do appreciate that they're talking and they're and she's letting him know. But she's but again, she's not being completely honest because she's afraid. But they're but at least they're talking and he, but he apologizes to her for for being. Um, he says something about for being like a man or something. And I was like, I don't understand why he's apologizing for that. I don't have the exact wording, but he's- I, like, I think I remember what you're talking about. And I think he's just coming from a, Oh, I'm being not necessarily girl crazy, but he's, you know, kind of, it's always I'm an insensitive girl. male. That's what he said. Yeah. 
Right. Because she keeps bringing up the fact that he has this perfect life and he sees it and he doesn't appreciate it. And then um, I'm, I'm an, I, I apologize for being an insensitive male. And I was like, and when I listened to that, I thought it really didn't cord or uh, it didn't work together for me. I oh, feel no. like he should have just said, I apologize for not being a good friend and not hearing you. I, I don't think he was being insensitive. I just think he was just being like, he's best friends with this girl. Like he's allowed to talk to this other girl. You know what I mean? I think for him, she's the one being insensitive. If you ask me. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think what he was thinking of is like, Oh, you know, I kind of bombarded my best friend with all of the stuff on this new girl. And I didn't talk to her about it first. And oh, now yeah. feelings are hurt and I'm insensitive about it. I think that's where that's true. Happened. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even see it that way. That's Thank a good point. Said. Yeah, I like it. We're getting somewhere. somewhere. I'm going to talk about this in my next therapy session. (laughs) We'll start that in the next 20 minutes, okay? Okay. I'm not paying you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, yeah, so then they have this conversation and um, it gets a little sad and she's, she's getting ready to leave and he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I can't stay here anymore. And she said, there, we, there's things that we just can't say to each other anymore. And he's like, you can tell me, we can talk about anything. And she goes, really? How often do you walk your dog? And he gets so embarrassed. And um, I think it took him a minute to figure out what she was asking. She's like, well, I don't know how often, you know, when. <laughs> yeah. So like <laughs> to walk, you, your you walk, stop. walk your dog, you know, and he just couldn't answer. He just was, he just sat there dumbfounded. Like, because that's something they don't talk about. Cause they don't talk about sex. They don't talk about that type of thing. And he, um, yeah, he gets embarrassed by it. And then she's just standing there. And then he looks at her and he says, good night. And then she opens the window, gets out and she goes, I'll see you later or whatever. So she's running, she's upset and she's running down to her rowboat and she was running so fast. I thought she was going to fall. Like I was waiting for her to fall into the, to the Creek. Yeah. I wonder how many takes it took. I mean, maybe she, yeah, <laughs> we don't know. Cause the one, the one part she, I watched it. The one part she ran on, it dipped so low. I thought she was like falling into the water. I was like, is she jumping right into the canoe or the <laughs> rowboat? Because it's going to, it's not going to balance. Um, but she's like getting ready to row off. And then we hear Dawson yell out his window. Uh, usually Usually in the morning with Katie Couric. And I thought that was cute, a cute way to end the episode with them because. Trying. Yeah, he's trying. He's like, I'm going to like, we can talk about these things. Like we'll have more of an open dialogue. I think you just need to get over that initial shock because I mean, let's face it. Nobody talks about masturbation. Nobody, nobody talks about that. Well, I don't know what, I think I said it earlier, but like, I don't know what high school kids or teenagers are like talking about it all the time. I never did. It was like, it's such a weird conversation, but. I mean, um, you can talk about, uh, you know, sexual relations and maybe other things that may have come up, you know, that you might have whatever, but nobody talks about their own selves. (laughs) Well, I guess in that, I guess in that situation, they were trying to, he was, she was trying to like say to him, we, there's things we can't talk about each other to each other anymore because we're changing and we're getting older and like, we, we can't talk about these things. And she's not just like one of the guys anymore. You know what I mean? But she still wants to be one of the guys type of thing. And I think that really did break the ice when she, when he, when he said that to her at the end. Excited for episode two. Well, you were well at the end. Well, it's not over yet. So Joey's like rowing down all happy 
and she hears a car door shut and out walks gal and she leans forward in the uh the driver's seat and we see her kissing bob right in front of the house she looks up to the window and dawson's not there anymore um ballsy shows yeah woman kissing your co-anchor right out front of your freaking house that your whole family could have seen it like anybody anybody, your neighbors your husband your child just i was like i don't give a fuck (laughs) i pay the mortgage on this house (laughs) i'm gonna fuck whoever i want (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i guess she is the breadwinner but that doesn't that doesn't make it right it doesn't make it right but turns out dawson was right and you know we're gonna well obviously we see what the what happens with that whole storyline coming up but now joey's being put into a situation that nobody wants to be in i right something do i tell my best friend do i not tell my best friend do i confront my um you know (laughs) it's okay just let her walk it's him he's not even supposed to be up here um so in case for all of you listeners, if you are listening right now, my cat just is all up in my business right now. Um, but anyways, so <laughs> I mean, Joey's put in this predicament, you know, like what, what, what's going to happen now? I just witnessed something that I didn't even think was possible. And, you know, Dawson totally saw this coming, but do I tell him this will totally destroy his world? Do I not say anything at all? Do I just keep it all to myself? Do I confront his mom, the person who is having this issue and be like, I know what you did, you know, or I think, I think that's what she does. I don't know. I don't remember. I think that's what she does, but he does. I think that would make it worse. I think she should. I, I personally would have just went to him and said, look, I just saw your mom kissing Bob and you're right. So you need to, like talk to your dad <laughs> right i, I, know. I think that's what i would do that kind of a situation but it is definitely it's definitely tough so we get to see how joey handles it in the next episode and that's the pilot episode of dawson's creek season one i can't believe it I we it only took we totally went over time which is Thank fine all for sticking with us as we rambled and talked about it hopefully you're a little bit more entertained because i know i was entertained i, entertained I know i hope this doesn't put anybody to sleep <laughs> <laughs> i mean and that's cool too if you just want to listen to our voices and fall asleep yeah and that's true we could be like a, a weird asmr type yeah. podcast for you yeah, sure that's totally fine totally down for it if our lovely voices just soothe you right off to sleep nighty night and happy dreams <laughs> Yeah, I think that might be a thing, Jamie. I don't know. Probably a thing. Usually people listen to music, but I mean, our voices could be lyrical. I don't know. So before I we end out, I just wanted to read a couple of fun facts, if you want me to. Go for it. Um, all right. So the show actually ran for six seasons on the WB network, which was like my favorite network ever. It had like every show that I watched. I wanted to be on there so bad. <laughs> like every like fucking nerd trying to act <laughs> like back then they ran for six seasons it premiered january 20th 1998 and the finale aired on may 14th 20 or 2003 the pilot episode was written by kevin williamson it's created by kevin williamson as well and it was directed by steve minor he directed friday the 13th parts two and three if you are like into horror which i am 
and I actually knew this before I even, as soon as I saw his name, I said, oh, he directed Friday the 13th. And uh, he would later direct Michelle Williams, uh, I think the same year in Halloween H2O, which was also written by Kevin Williamson. Although they say he has an uncredited um, credit on that. An uncredited credit? Is that an oxymoron? I have no idea if that's a thing, but we'll go with it because I know you um steve minor would also work with james vanderbeek again in 2001 uh directing texas rangers which i've never seen i'm surprised i haven't seen it because i used to see all their movies back in the day i guess i was like getting tired of like seeing all in the movies. day because we're so old <laughs> well 2001 i was 21 so i'm surprised they didn't see it he also directed an episode of another kevin williamson show it was very short-lived on abc called wasteland which i watched and it that actually was a show i really was interested in watching but they canceled it so quickly and it actually starred an actress named marissa coughlin who was in kevin williamson's uh directorial debut called teaching mrs tingle which also starred katie holmes um i know i'm like useless fucking information sometimes like don't ask me about like the world or anything like that i will tell you who was starred in like a movie from like 20 years ago and i don't understand what you're a movie buff which is funny because i love movies but i love different types of movies and i am terrible with names so you are i am so bad with names i don't know anybody's names the fact that i know joshua jackson is pretty much it i know who i know joshua jackson and katie holmes everybody else's names i have no idea so funny. No idea. No idea. That is that is sure. one thing we joke about. I'm like, you don't remember cards. anybody's names ever. Uh, You're like, nope. I'm like, oh, who's so and so? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Jamie, they just introduced themselves to you. Oh, is yeah. that I'm like Jamie. They were just at, at your desk. Who are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't <know>. remember. <laughs> they they were together. I'm so bad at it. I'm like, forget it. I'll find out. I'll talk to them myself. <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish when it comes to names. I just can't. I just, I don't know. They don't, they don't connect. I don't compute. Sorry. <laughs> I think you should really work on that, Jamie, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's kind of fucked up. That's all. Oh, <laughs> but I remember your name. Well, I guess that's all that matters. All that matters. Okay. <laughs> Another fun fact. The actress who played Grams, uh, Mary Beth Peel, was actually only 57 years old when she shot the pilot. Uh, which is crazy because as soon as I watched her in her first scene, I said, oh, she is so much younger than they're making her out to be. But she, they made her out to be this like crazy hundred year old. It's crazy. Kudos to the people who did makeup because she did not look her actual age. They really did a phenomenal job making her look older than she was, which is really crazy to say because nobody wants to be older than they are and they don't yeah. want to be credited for it. But, but- she got a so, she got a role in a series. You so. nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> and she was on the show for the whole run. So, yeah. yep. um, and then the last piece of information I have is um, the actress who played Bessie, uh, Nina Rapetta. Um, she actually is from North Carolina, where she went to the East Carolina University Theater and Dance Department, where she actually met Kevin Williamson, and I'm assuming they became friends because he cast her in his show. Those are some fun facts. I want to be on the show. Not really. I can't act. <laughs> I would not know how to be somebody other than me. 
So unless somebody writes a character that is me, I cannot be anybody else. We'll just take some acting classes. Who's got time for that? In the middle of a pandemic? I'd rather read Look, a book. I've taken so many acting classes. The only thing I have to like advice I have about acting classes is that you have to find a good teacher because they're all so full of themselves. And I had a really good teacher when I was in school in college and he was so good at telling me what I did wrong, what I should like what I did right. I'll never forget that. He was he was a really good acting teacher because the one I had prior to that was just terrible. But yeah, I always liked that drama teacher. He was he was really good at teaching you like basic acting Actually, you know i get you and it wasn't like pretentious like you i've taken so many acting classes where it's so ridiculous and i'm like i'm not getting anything out of this but they always say the best acting is when you are just yourself so yeah well then i would be an excellent actress on the other side creek talk talking in creek <laughs> creek talk <laughs> talking in, that's going to be our unofficial song um yeah. we're trying to fit it in somehow but I don't know. How should we end this? Should we should we end it like that? We should we end every episode like that? Oh God, creek talk because well, you don't have like an outro. And say toodles until next time. Maybe I don't have to say toodles. I don't know why I said that. It's okay. It's okay. You can say whatever you want. I'll do what I want. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Well, right. until the next episode, which I believe is called the dance. I'm not sure. I have to look it up. It is but called dance. Yep. Episode two. Episode two. I'll dance. be back next week. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful night. If you fell asleep, sweet dreams. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk. Talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek.